Hello and welcome to Beauty Guides Podcast. You can find us at Beauty Guides Podcast on Instagram and Facebook. We are two beauty industry professionals discussing makeup, skincare, sometimes even self-care. My name is Kelsey. I'm a licensed esthetician and educator. You can find me on Instagram at Kelsey's Aesthetics. I'm Lauren. I'm a licensed cosmetologist and a freelance hair and makeup artist. You can find me on Instagram at Charleston Glam. Today's topic is makeup brushes. Yay. So I placed an order for something and I've been waiting to tell you on air because I knew you would be excited. Okay. I ordered, it hasn't come yet, but I ordered the new Fenty um, skin tint. What did she <gasps> call it? Yes. Yes. I, okay. I went to order because remember I ordered some body stuff from uh-huh. her and it wasn't released yet. So I am like so pumped that you ordered it. I Yay. I did. I wasn't. Okay. So I had been wanting a new tinted moisturizer, but then I kind of decided I didn't need it. But then when I was reading the claims about hers, the fact that it is humidity resistant, and I was like, okay, hold on a second. We need to take another look at this. So I'm really excited for that to come. I can't wait to try it out and let you know how amazing it is because I'm sure it is. Yeah. And that's why I keep buying more of her stuff because I keep reading about it and pretty much her whole line is humidity resistant. And, Mm -hmm. um, because she didn't have the blur that you bought, um, I actually went ahead and just bought like one of her foundations and I really love it. And then I tried some of the Fenty body lava and the body sauce at the beach the other day Mm -hmm. and I jumped in the water and it did not come off. It was so great. I watched yeah. a YouTube video with someone who put the new body makeup on her decollete and it didn't even look like makeup. It just looked like the most healthy, glowy skin. It, it was beautiful. Exactly. That's what it looks like. And I went through also and I did the entire like routine of sunless tanning that we talked about last episode just to make sure that I was still on my A game and everything I was preaching about <laughs> was still the right way to go with St. Tropez. And then I put the Fenty over it and it, oh, it was so beautiful. So we'll definitely be doing um an episode soon on like body makeup and learning more about that, especially with summer coming and some of us you know, don't have the tan that we want to. So it would be a good time to discuss that. I think that's a great idea. I'm excited for that. Yeah, that'll mm-hmm. it'll be a, a hot girl summer episode part two. Uh, that is my motto. I keep saying to my boyfriend, I'm like, you watch out. This is my hot girl summer. I'm coming for it. <laughs> Been putting more work into myself, you know, keeping up on my highlights, sunless tanning, go start bleaching these teeth, like watch out. <laughs> that's so funny um so for shows i just finished a new show on netflix that i think you would really like um it's called bonding and it's about a dominatrix and her friend who becomes her assistant have you heard of this one Oh, I've watched it. It's oh. hilarious. Oh, it's so funny. Okay. Okay. I don't know what took me so long to watch it, but I... It turned me off like the first, I think, five times I read the description. And one day I was like, I'm just going to go for it. I'm like, why did I wait? Oh, it's so funny. It's funny because it's um awkward. Like I love, yeah. I love an awkward, ridiculous, funny um, moment. Yeah, that one was hilarious. Um, What about you? What kind of media have you been taking in? Well, there's a show also that after you're done watching this, I cannot remember the name. What are people that um, like headhunters or bounty hunters? Yeah. High school bounty hunters. Watch that when you're done. It's it's like a kind of like dark comedy, like dumb high school comedy, but totally. I don't know. The the topics are like out of control. It's called high school bounty hunters. I mean, clearly they're up to no good. So I'm I need a new show, so I'll watch it next. Sounds great. Yeah, it's really good. I can't wait to hear what you think. But yeah, I um, spent like three hours listening to True Crime Obsessed, which is my mm-hmm. favorite true crime pod- bleh, comedy podcast. <laughs> um, Chrissy Teigen is their new best friend. Can <sighs> you even imagine? 
So um, Chrissy Teigen and John Legend just came on and did an episode with them. And um, they talked about like the Illuminati and just like weird stuff that happens in Hollywood. Um, The big news was Chrissy quit Twitter this week. She did. I'm sad. I enjoyed her Twitter so much. You know, and then randomly I saw this article um, published in TMZ where Courtney Stodden, do you remember her? No. She was the girl back in the day that was like 16 and married like a 50-year-old man and she was doing like all these like erotic and like sexy photo shoots. Um, But she was like, bye, Chrissy. Thanks for bullying me. And she screenshotted all of these past tweets from Chrissy. And they were so mean. Okay, so here were some of them. One was... My Friday fantasy, you dirt nap, mm, baby. <laughs> and then she just randomly tweeted out, Courtney Stodden, I hate you. <laughs> and then she was like, what drugs make you do that to your mouth? Asking for a friend who really wants to look like an idiot. Thanks. She's crazy. <laughs> she was probably drinking when she did so- this. Yeah, that's what I was saying. I was like, my thoughts were Chrissy was probably in her 20s and 20 on 20 girl bullying Mm -hmm. is bad and problematic, Mm -hmm. but it happens. Mm -hmm. Like girls that are in their 20s, it's like a whole ecosystem of just like, I I wouldn't want to go back there. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Oh, God. Yeah. None of this meant anything, but it was just some good tea that had to do with all of the Chrissy Teigen and listening to true crime this week. What it so what um did they cover in True Crime Obsessed? Because I know they do a lot of like documentaries or like kind of whatever's like popular on TV at the time. Yeah, I expected a lot more from this episode, but really mm. it was just her, John, and and the people on True Crime Obsessed just kind of talking about life randomly. Got and it. Okay. I think they're still very starstruck that Chrissy Teigen is their best friend. So, <laughs> as anyone would be, and it was funny because Chrissy was on the show and she was kind of professing like her dreams that she wanted in life. And she's like, "Yeah, I didn't ever expect to be famous. Like, I've always wanted to do like what you guys are doing right now. Like, Chrissy Teigen really just wants to have a true crime podcast and live her life." I could see that. I could see Chrissy Teigen being like, if it was maybe like 15 years ago, her just being like a VJ on MTV. Oh yeah, I could see like, that. Too. Yeah, like she's kind of, they kind of just put her into places because she's pretty and, you know. She's such a personality. Like some people, mm-hmm. that's really what they make their living on is being a personality and that's mm-hmm. her. Yeah, definitely. Um, well, for um, in makeup and skincare, I got an ad from Bite Beauty for their Lip Lab, which is an experience where you can make your own custom lipstick. So Bite Beauty has this in stores for a while, but it looks like they're expanding the service to be done at home. And for $60, you can pick your shade, your finish, and your flavor, and then you can name it, and the lipstick case is engraved. Um, super cute. I won't be doing it. I think it's... I think $60 is kind of expensive for a lipstick. However, I do know what it's like when you are looking for a really specific shade and you cannot find it. And I have definitely spent well over $60 looking for a specific shade in lipstick. Oh my God, isn't that the truth? But I love this. My business brain wonders what the return policy is like on this because you know people are picky with their colors and Mm -hmm. they have no idea what they're actually picking. But I think that it's such a great point about lipsticks and weddings. Mm -hmm. Um. I do not care about your 72-hour wear lipstick that your friend sells. Lipstick needs to be touched up. Like, remember, our lips are buttholes. 
So <laughs> think about it seriously, deeply. Think about it. You need to retouch and hydrate, especially when we eat and drink throughout the day. So I think it needs to trend more to get a beautiful lip color for your wedding day that can be photographed with your details. You can keep it with you all day and touch up. And I think it's really chic to say I wore this color for my wedding day, especially if you can have a personalized lip color. Mm -hmm. I just think this is such a good idea. And like right on the money where you're saying this would be so good for a wedding or a mm -hmm. bride or somebody like that. Mm -hmm. Definitely. Yeah. Super cute idea. Um, mm -hmm. But I think for like an everyday. But I mean, even that you can be like, I made this for my wedding day. You know, this is my perfect shade. So or if like a lot of times they discontinue colors and you go through trying to find that perfect color. So if you are someone that's looking for a really specific color, plus, I mean, the idea of having like the container engraved, super cute, super cute. Yes. Have you I think it's Chanel lipsticks that like click out the bottom. Have you seen those? Uh, probably but I don't know <laughs> I don't know I was just randomly thinking of like luxury lipsticks that I would pay like a lot of money for and that was definitely one of them but <laughs> I spent money on a Dior they call it the lip glow and it Ooh, yeah. is like a it's it's a lip balm let's be honest it's a lip balm mm -hmm. but it's like got kind of like a tinted look to it but it lasts all day and it gives you just like this little quiet pink flush um oh, I love that yeah Claire used it and then I used hers once and I was like okay this might be worth the $30 they're charging for it or whatever I paid for a, a lip balm yeah absolutely yeah. especially yeah sometimes that does happen in luxury like you're okay spending the money on it because it really does what it says yeah I mean Charlotte Tilbury did that to me with her lipsticks after I tried mm -hmm. her lipsticks I I really won't I don't think I'll pay anything else in any other lipsticks because I like her colors and they last all day which is I mean to not be a drying matte liquid lipstick to be just like a, a bullet lipstick that's a cream yeah. that lasts all day I mean that's worth the money yeah, I had a um, bride the other day that I didn't have a trial or anything with her. And um, she told me she brought her own lip gloss. And you know, that's always a gamble in itself. I'm like, <laughs> what is it gonna be? <laughs> but she was like, I don't know makeup. I talked to some guy at Ulta or not Ulta. She was at Sephora. And she brought me a um, Charlotte Tilbury pillow talk and a Dior lip gloss to put over it. And I was like, girl, mm, we're good. Like, yeah. <laughs> this, this is gonna be good. That has to be so scary doing a bride without having done a trial before. Yeah, I don't like to do it. But because of everything going on with COVID. It's right. kind of happened to me the past few times, but luckily they like, they have been very natural people, you know, not the mm -hmm. kind of natural people that say they're natural, but want a lot of makeup, like genuinely like very athletic type <laughs> girls that are like, I don't even wear moisturizers. So mm -hmm. that was kind of good. <laughs> yeah. I started laughing because I was thinking about um, Jacqueline Hill in her palette. She had a color called smoky, but natural. And she said when she worked at Mac, everybody said they want smoky, but natural. Which is like not, yeah. that's not, I mean, we know what that means. They say all the time to me too. And yeah. they say, um, like, people would used to say a lot of times, like, I want to look natural like Kim Kardashian. And I'm like, the two Ooh. things are not equivalent. Yeah. <laughs> Those are not the same thing. <laughs> no. But you know what it is with people's eye? People just um, are okay if you cake makeup on them as long as it's in, like, nude natural colors. Mm -hmm. Yeah. It's as soon as you put like a color that shows up or mm -hmm. like kind of like looks a little off or is bold that people freak out. But yeah, if you just stick to the neutrals, it people don't even mind it really or care. Yeah. And that's the bridal palette anyways, I think, right? Is those kind of natural like browns. Yeah. 
Yeah, exactly. Um, also, speaking of vital, Scandinavia just released a mask me setting spray. Um, they never list their ingredients. Uh, that kind of annoys me, but I posted it on our Instagram, the description of what is in the product that would be helpful. Um, if you haven't heard of Scandinavia setting sprays, it's actually the Urban Decay All Nighter setting spray. Same thing. Um, Scandinavia is the original company of setting sprays and on the perce- professional, professional, <laughs> professional side for purchase. Um, Kelsey, I never find any articles or products suggesting addressing the bleh, the friction that is the cause of the mask knee. No, it, it yeah. and it's it's so. Um, when I was going through my cystic acne battle with the mask knee, um, I sort of and went the unconventional route by treating the fiction the friction, because I think what's happening is people are like, oh, I have acne, so now I need to go ham with all the acne fighting ingredients I can get as possible, which actually can make things a lot worse. It's it's really similar to um, almost what like dermatologists, what we talk about how dermatologists kind of go aggressively. Um, but the problem is you're just, you're gonna strip your skin with a lot of aggressive acne fighting products and then put that mask right over top of it, creating more friction. And it, it just becomes a vicious cycle. So I agree with you. I never see anything talking about the friction. Um, the Well, in terms of like product the articles I see are usually like, buy these products for your mask knee. And it's like, yep. yeah. And they're always like um, salicylic acid, benzoyl peroxide, which are good acne fighting ingredients, but that's not really addressing the cause of the acne, which is the friction caused by the mask. So yeah, um, such a great point. You heard it here first. <laughs> I, I'm sure the Scandinavia mask knee setting spray probably has a little bit of witch hazel in it, which is an oil absorber. Um, and it probably has a little bit of salicylic acid in it as well, which is antibacterial. Um, I mean, I don't know. And, you know, salicylic acid is a exfoliant and it's not supposed to be used every day. So I imagine people just like spraying this on multiple times a day. I don't know. I'm yeah. not a fan, not a fan. Um, I wanted to, okay. So I wasn't going to talk about this because I don't want to give her any more, but I'm sure you've seen the Gwyneth Paltrow, um, and the sunscreen. Have you seen this? I, yes, 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 yes. 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 I saw something about it. Explain it. Yeah. Okay. So Gwyneth Paltrow did one of those Vogue, like, get ready with me, you know, that they've been doing, which are, it's always fun to see what celebrities do, you know, for their morning or nighttime routine. Um, And, oh God, Gwyneth Paltrow. (laughs) Like, so of course she had to say something problematic, which was, she was talking about how she doesn't like sunscreen. They're not good for you. And she refers to the website, which is not a website created by professionals, chemists, doctors, anybody. It's created by fear mongers. And Mm -hmm. she was saying she's not a sunscreen head to toe kind of girl. She just applies it where like you essentially apply highlight, which is like across the bridge of the nose and the tops of the cheeks. Yeah. And it's okay. You don't want to use sunscreen for anti-aging. Fine. Use it for skin cancer then. How about that? Mm -hmm. Use it for Mm -hmm. life or death at that point. Like, yeah, God, it's just so problematic. Use it for like sunspots coming up on your pale skin. Yeah. Like, you know, as you get older, because that's a real thing. Yeah. But I mean, we've talked about this before. Celebrities can give us really bad advice because they have money to go and fix these things. And like, we don't. And I always have thought that was so interesting, especially, you know, now, internet and being able to follow actual artists on Instagram, which always fascinates me because they are the real experts that are like 
introducing celebrities to new makeup tips or new skincare lines. It's the people behind them. But yet they don't care what they're endorsing or they don't know what they're endorsing. Like people are asking them questions out of left field and they're just making up answers half the time, you know, like I always think about when you, um, back in the day when there were like red carpets and they'd be like, what foundation are you wearing? And like, somebody would be like, do your foundation that everybody would be like, Dior is the best foundation in the world. You know, it's like, what, why do we like pick our beauty advice that way from the celebrities that have no idea what is being put on them half the time. Mm -hmm. I remember seeing this in like 17 magazine, like so-and-so wore this red lipstick and it's like, okay, well then that's the red lipstick. We're all going to by now. Exactly. It's so dumb when you think about it. And that's why I really can't take it seriously when like people on TikTok are telling us what side <laughs> air part needs to be on. Like, oh my God, I need to tell you about TikTok. A girl posted, I got to find it to send it to you. She was like, because the whole thing with TikTok right now is the Kat Von D um, cream makeup. Yes. Did you see um Travis Barker and his daughter? No. Travis Barker, no. the drummer? Yeah. From- oh my God. Have you been following Courtney and oh, Travis? Oh, right. They're dating. Travis. Yes. It's so hot. Oh, I'm obsessed with it. Yeah. But I'm sorry not to interrupt you about sure. your TikTok thing, but um, Travis Barker's daughter is like very thirsty on Instagram. <laughs> and uh, so she got a Kat Von D thing and she showed us her covering her dad's um, tattoos on his face with it, which okay. was interesting. <laughs> well, so a girl posted a thing and she's like, this is what the KVD um, cream makeup looks like. And this is what you see on TikTok. And then she goes, and now this is it with the filter off. And it looks <laughs> awful. And, I knew it. I and knew it, it. And it's like, remember, on TikTok, you don't have to disclose if you're using a filter. And yeah. they're because the um, – the regulations haven't caught up with TikTok yet. Like they have with YouTube or things like that, where you have to disclose things and stuff like that. It's not there with TikTok yet. Oh, that's such a good point. And that's what I was kind of saying in the last episode when we brought up the bomb. I'm like, I need to see it without the camera, without Mm -hmm. the lighting, like in real life with my own eyes Mm -hmm. before I can vouch for this. And that's the thing with a lot of high coverage is it doesn't look great up close and personal. Honestly, all that Jouer makeup that Mm -hmm. I bought, like, last week, it all had to go right in the trash. It looked so bad. And I even watched, like, three YouTube tutorials from, like, different artists on how to apply it. And then basically every influencer, too, was like, this is really scary looking, this foundation. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, I mean, you put on beauty lights. Everything looks good from far away and with beauty lights on and filters. But And especially once you you get over about 27, things don't sit like they used to. But also, like, you can have beautiful foundation and beautiful complexion and not have to go this, like, high coverage, yellowed out bomb on your face you know it's almost Mm -hmm. like people have gotten to that pancake makeup place Mm -hmm. and I I loved what you posted the other day where you were showing your natural skin texture and I might have a picture coming out this Tuesday to honor you in that but yeah I mean it's so important to see that even sometimes when you are wearing foundation there is like there's pores there's texture and there's nothing wrong with that yeah flawless skin doesn't exist guys sorry but I mean you know it's just not something that's attainable so love Mm -hmm. your texture Exactly. Um, so I wanted to tell you, I tried a new nail polish brand that I actually oh. really love. Um, mm-hmm. It's called Olive in June. They sell it at Target. Um, actually, Claire was the one that told me about it. And 
I like to paint my nails myself. Um, I used to get them done, but I've taken to now just doing them myself and I'm not very good at it. Um, Me neither. Yeah. <laughs> nails. And I bite mine too, so they're yes. so short. Oh, well, gosh. that's why I paint them because then I won't bite them or pick at them. Or if I keep them painted, I'm a lot less to bite them. I'll still pick at my cuticles, but if they're painted, I won't bite them because um, it just, I don't want to like mess up the nail polish. So, um, and it's a super cute brand. Um, but the big thing is they have this attachment, they call it the poppy that you put on top of the nail polish. So you can hold it with your non-dominant hand and it's easier to do your opposite hand. That's so cute. Yeah, it's super cute. So um, I took, um, I was doing um, my nails this afternoon and I took some videos. So I'll put that together and post it up so everyone can see it. But it's super cute. So um, the color I got is called Cockatoo and it's like a lavender. And I think I'm going to pick up um, another color or two because it's really nice. Cute. What other colors are you going to get? Um, You know, I stick I stick to the nudes. I stick to the That's nudes. That's what I was going to ask. Yeah, I usually like a little champagne pink or... Mm. Um, yeah, a I, little shimmer, you know. Are you Especially, like? I like a shimmer because I'm so bad at painting my nails yeah. that it le- like you can't mess it up oh, too bad. So, okay, that's the other thing. So I went ahead and bought the kit. They have like a kit that you know you don't have to buy, but it comes with um like a nail polish remover like in a jar that you just stick your finger in, and then um yeah, and then it came with um a little small brush that you can dip into the nail polish remover, so then you can clean up around the edges when you're done. And then um, it comes with like the um, a nice little cuticle cream, too. So, um, and, you know, if doing your nails is something that you like doing or, you know, it can be a form of self-care for you. Um, I usually do it like why I'm sitting and watching TV. So then I don't feel like I'm just sitting there and watching TV like I'm actually doing something while I have to sit here and watch TV because I can't do anything. My nails are drying. So, yep. um, but yeah, the company's really cute. I'll post um, some pictures and stuff. But um, I was going to ask you, do you have the same problems with pinks that I have in that my skin is pink? So certain pink colors colors look so bad on my hands oh yeah yeah really bad I exactly Mm -hmm. and same with lipsticks we both always talk about how they turn Mm -hmm. uh just bad bad colors but that's funny because I never paint my nails or my toenails either and when I did my sunless tanner and all this weekend I painted my nails and feet oh cute what color did you do did you do shimmery yeah yeah so I usually do like this light champagne-y um pink color Mm -hmm. with like a little bit of shimmer on it and it's an OPI color and I know that the pink shimmer has has the name piggy in it it's like yeah something little piggy (laughs) I always loved it yeah and especially if I can find it at like TJ Maxx or something because usually it's on that little like clearance area yeah so I love that I used to get this color by OPI um, called Princess's Rule, and it was like that's a- what it is. I'm sorry, I don't know why I'm thinking Piggy. Yeah, it's Princess's Rule. Oh, that's, that's it. funny. So it is a pink shimmer. I know the exact color because yeah. I used to get that one all the time, and it's always at TJ Maxx. Always, that's always, funny. and it is such a pretty color. If you're mm-hmm. ever like, if you're listening and you just don't even know where to start, it it, it looks good on everybody. It's mm-hmm. so cute. Yeah, I so I worked in high end resorts for many years, and you are not allowed to have color on your nails, but you could have. So you could have like um light pink or you could have like a pink shimmer. That was like the most color you could have. So that's why I got really into Princess's Rules because it was a pink that didn't look awful on my skin tone um, mm-hmm. but and still gave me that shimmer. So I felt like I, I was still having fun. 
Yes, so. I love it. It's my yeah. favorite. Yeah, and then um, one last thing. We became affiliates with Sonia Rosselli. Mm-hmm. Um, we are obsessed with all of her products and always talk about them on the show. So she gave us an affiliate link. And if you're interested in trying a product, click the link in our Instagram bio and shop from us. The affiliate program gives us about 5% of the sale. Um, we want to save this money and invest into more fun things. We would love to do some giveaways. And we're um, not completely taking the influencer route with this podcast. So we're investing our own money back into it so it's a great way to support us so that we can support you yay then, yeah. I, I was doing I was doing a happy dance while you were saying that that because oh, I love exciting. that yeah happy us. dances are good so <laughs> on to today's topic makeup brushes yeah so it's time to up it's time ladies and gentlemen to upgrade from the sponge tip eyeshadow applicator that came with your cover girl single eyeshadow <laughs> but we so gotta fun. ask yourself do you need the $60 hourglass powder brush while this luxurious looking brush looks amazing you can actually find some great quality brushes at your drugstore well said queen i think before we even get into brands to shop we should break down the anatomy of a brush and the types of brushes that you can choose from Mm -hmm. um so basically in a brush you have a long handle which is where you hold the brush the ferrule is which is that metal piece in the middle and that holds the glue which is attaching the hair to the brush So then when we get to the hair part, we have two main types of hair to choose from, and that is natural or synthetic. And some of this information I'm sourcing from a article on Friends Beauty, which is a professional beauty supply store. They had a really great blog post, and um, you will have zero questions after this explanation of which is which. So for the natural hair, it's made using animal hair like sable, squirrel, or goat. The hairs are naturally soft brown or tan color, but they can be dyed black or bleached white. Because it is real hair, it has a hair cuticle, which lifts and absorbs skin oils and powder pigments, making them excellent for powder-based products like eyeshadow, blushes, bronzers, highlighters, and finishing or setting powder. They are fluffy rather than flat. It spreads out rather than cling together when pressure is applied, very soft and comfortable on the skin. Um, This makes it ideal for blending products seamlessly and creating smooth, even finishes. Um, They are a little more high maintenance when cleaning because they absorb products and pigments and the hair may dry out and break, which creates shedding. Uh, They will also take a longer time to dry and they will cost you more money. Um, The next type of hair we have is synthetic. So these bristles are constructed with man-made hairs of nylon, polyester, or other synthetic materials. They're naturally white or colorless bristles that can be dyed fun colors. They tend to be flatter and stiffer with sharp angles. The hair clings together rather than spreading out when pressure is applied, and they do not move as smoothly over the skin. But these are great for when you need precision. Because this is not real hair and does not have a cuticle, it does not absorb oils or powder pigments. This makes it great for use with creams, liquids, and products like foundation, concealer, eyeliner, or lipstick. They're easy to clean and store, very affordable. It's important to know that one is not better than the other. It's great to have both for different purposes. I definitely feel in the past, Kelsey, don't you think people were kind of coming for synthetic bristles Mm -hmm. a little bit? Mm -hmm. Yeah, they were trying to be like, oh, the natural hair is better. Mm -hmm. And like, 
they're both good for different reasons. Mm-hmm. I wanted to, um, I wanted to add. So my favorite subject in aesthetics is when we talk about the history of aesthetics, and um, one of the big parts of the history of aesthetics is ancient Egypt because they were very into their cosmetics. And, yes, I love learning about that too. Uh-huh, and they were really the first ones to use makeup brushes for things. Um, oh. Prior to this, things were always applied with like the hands. Um, but um, in ancient Egypt, they took a lot of pride in the quality of the containers of their makeup as well as their tools. Um, and so the most important thing of the makeup was actually the brush that it was applied with. And I always I always loved that. It just seems so luxurious. They would use um, a tree to make it from. Uh-huh. So I don't imagine it was that soft. Um, but you know, I know, but just so fascinating mm-hmm. what they, that they would go to these lengths yeah. for mm-hmm. all of this vanity. I love it. <laughs> like makeup has always been important. Yeah. Um, they were, history. they were, people the f- want to express themselves. Yeah. They were the first ones to, when you created cosmetics or, um, like skincare, they created a standard that every bottle had to meet that standard, um, in order for it to be created. And it's crazy to think that there, that had to like be invented, but that they were the ones to do that, to be like, okay, if you're going to make this formulation of eye makeup or whatever, it has to be made to this standard every time. I love that. Wow, they took it very seriously. Really cool. They did. And like, let's talk about Cleopatra. Yeah. Like she was always <laughs> looking fierce with that eyeliner. Um, so Lauren has posted about her real technique, real techniques brushes on Instagram, and I would always pick one of her recommendations up here and there. And I can honestly say, as a follower of Lauren's advice, that she knows her shit. So <laughs> if you're finding your makeup products aren't working the way you want them to, maybe the eyeshadows aren't blending right, or your bronzer is looking a little patchy, try inspecting your tools. While you don't need to spend a lot of money on a whole expert brush kit investing in a few key brushes can really set you up for success dude thank you for saying that so nice you're welcome but yeah let's get to the fun part and just talk about our favorite brushes Mm -hmm. that really anyone can use um so some universal brands that we love are real techniques and elf when purchasing elf always go for the brushes with the black handle you can't go wrong um Elf has the least expensive price point. It never goes above $15. Real Techniques usually starts around the $7 to $20 range. To me, a good brush recommendation is where you can direct someone to a brand and tell them to just shop there. Um, You can have fun with these brands. They have some serious staples and then some fun random brushes that maybe just help you address a makeup concern that you have. Uh, So go to our Instagram. I posted every real techniques brush that I like (laughs) I do have to say um I think that they discontinued their instapop collection which I was really liking um so if they have some if you can find them on Amazon I definitely steal them up but I couldn't find them on the actual website and I had already put like a link down to like go back to it later and the link was like broken so I really think it's done well maybe they're just reformulating it Yeah, I'd like to think that too. That's the positive way to think. So Kelsey, is there anything you have to say about these brands or specific brushes you like? Um, So I got my start with Real Techniques by, I think I bought a set and it had a sponge. It had like a setting brush, um, maybe like a highlighter brush and an eyeshadow brush. And that was really my first introduction into their brushes. And I still have all of those brushes to this day. Um, so I'm a big fan of real techniques. Um, I also really like elf brushes. Um, my brushes 
probably don't get the wear and tear that yours do, Lauren, because I just use yeah. them on myself. Um, and, you know, if you and by taking care of my elf brushes, um, they've really lasted me a long time. They've been they've been good to me. So big fan. Yeah. And I have to say, even as someone that does a lot of wear and tear on my brushes, I mean, every weekend I have a wedding, I'm probably doing like at least 16 faces. And then I have to come home each time and like wash all the brushes. And with all of that wear and tear, I've had my real techniques and my elf brushes for at least two or three years. Mm -hmm. So Mm -hmm. that's a lot saying for them. That's good. Yeah. Yeah. The next price point I would recommend is Mac cosmetics. Um, Mm -hmm. They make great brushes and it cosmetics makes really good brushes. I don't know if they do this anymore, but they used to have a little stand in Ulta Mm -hmm. and Oh my gosh, it just feels like bunny tails when you rub your hand across it. I don't know because of COVID if they have it like wrapped off with saran wrap or not. But if you're ever in Ulta, you should do that. (laughs) It feels so nice. COVID ruins everything. I have to say I have two (laughs) MAC eyeshadow brushes that have definitely stood the test of time. I have um, two IT cosmetic brushes. And one of them is like kind of an angled bronzery brush. And it's not holding up. It really, I, my real techniques and elf brushes are holding up better than that one. Yeah. It's starting to fray a little bit. And I mean, I don't treat it any differently than I treat my other ones. So yeah. Yeah. I mean, some of, I'm not saying that's bad. I mean, it's definitely a couple years old. Um, but, um, I, I don't know. They are really fluffy and soft though. Super good to know. Yeah. I'm, yeah, I'm definitely suggesting this more if you're one of those people that, you know, maybe you're a makeup lover and you just really get off on the soft brushes. So (laughs) yeah, but once again, real techniques, you cannot go wrong. And, um, also if you're a brush lover or makeup lover, check out the professional brand Bedellium tools. They are amazing. They have a brush for everything. The price ranges from about $5 to, um, the high price point range, but they're awesome. Um, they remind me of actual art supply paintbrushes. Mm. I also love that they have skinny handles. As much as I love the real techniques brushes, the handles are so thick. And for my job, I have to like, mm. I like to pack like individual kits of brushes to do on each person's face. And then I just throw that one to the side and pick up a new fresh one. And it's just like, you've, you've used their foundation brush. It's so mm-hmm. thick. It mm-hmm. just takes up a lot of space. So yeah, that kind of annoys me. Um, I also wanted to talk about some off brands of brushes I love, but Mirabella, mm-hmm. amazing. Um, they have really weighted metal handles and their bris- bristles are just chef's kiss. They're beautiful. <laughs> um, yeah. Are there any like off brands of brushes that you like? So um, I was looking through my eyeshadow brushes in preparation for this episode and I realized a couple things. I assumed most of my eyeshadow brushes were real techniques, but I actually kind of have quite a variety. So I do have those, the Instapop eye brushes by Real Techniques that you were talking about. Um, the Instapop line, they all tend to be kind of this like slanted shape. Um, and I find that really nice if you have kind of like, um, smaller eye shape for just kind of like packing on shadow. And then it also, you you know, you can kind of turn it and blend it and everything like that. But I was, um, looking at my brushes and so number one, a lot of them are from Urban Decay Naked Palettes and Anastasia Beverly Hill Palettes. <laughs> yeah. They have those dual sided brushes mm-hmm. to them. And oh my God, I had a mom this weekend whose lips were so filled and plumped <laughs> that I used the big end of the Urban Decay Naked brush to apply her lipstick. Oh my God. It was so fun, but <laughs> I do want to make a note here that you may um, think you're doing yourself a great service by buying 
dual end brushes, but 75% of the time you are sacrificing quality with one end. And there's always one end of the brush that gets sacrificed in the makeup bag too. Oh yeah. That gets completely ruined. But like Kelsey's saying, these ones are, they come for free when Mm -hmm. you buy the palette and they're actually really decent brushes. My dual end brushes, I always have, um, they're all laid flat. Um, they're not in a jar sitting up um, because I... Yeah, but that kind of takes away from the fun of it. You know, if you have everything organized in a jar, then it like takes away the from the flow of what's going on on the vanity. I, I agree with you. I agree. Yeah. I'm just trying, yeah. To, I'm just trying to store them properly, Lauren. That's all. I, I, you're doing everything, but I'm saying it's another reason why they're pain in the asses. Yeah. These yeah. dual end brushes. I know. Yeah. It was cracking me up though. I was like, I didn't realize I had so many naked, Urban Decay naked palette brushes. <laughs> yeah, I, dude. I was actually about to put out of a feeler a couple years years ago asking if everybody would send me theirs if they don't use them anymore because <laughs> I really love them for applying people's lipsticks mm. it's really nice yeah like the flat the flat kind of ang- like pointy one yeah I started like right in the yeah. center pout mm-hmm. and then kind of like feather it out and it's just perfect That's so funny. nice um so the other thing I noticed was that I was gifted um probably by Jules a Sephora <laughs> brush set many years ago which has actually lasted me this long so it was a Sephora brand eyeshadow uh, brush set, which I know I don't have all of them anymore. I just have like a few like key shapes. Um, and I was really surprised that they've lasted me this long. And number three, BH Cosmetics. I totally forget about this brand when we're talking. Oh, yeah. About yeah. But they have usually like brush sets and I bought a brush set from them um, maybe like two years ago, which I have since gotten rid of. I would say, I don't know, maybe like 60% of the brushes because there's always like random shaped ones and if you're not a makeup I, artist you don't really you and really even don't. when you're not a when you are a makeup artist it's like I'm I'm not using these what yeah. are they I, yeah yeah I with you on that yeah so um but I I always forget about BH Cosmetics and I think they have some good quality um eyeshadow brushes I can't speak to their face brushes because I've never used them but I I like their eyeshadow brushes yeah, I think BH Cosmetics is just such a good brand for anyone that's starting out in makeup or learning makeup or even like a professional trying to start their kit. They really do have good stuff. And then Sephora, you're right. They do have a few good um, mm-hmm. brushes as well as um, Ulta brand. Mm-hmm. You can find good brushes in that set too. Yeah. And Ulta, their brushes, they always have like buy one, get one free. Like never pay full price for Ulta brushes because they're kind of expensive if you pay full price. And, Agree, and it's like, who are you kidding, Alta brand? Yeah, <laughs> don't do that, Sus. And like, they're not that cute. They are functional, but I'm like, this mm-hmm. isn't like anything to brag about. But yeah, the biggest thing after you purchase your brushes is you have to take care of them. Mm-hmm. So you have to keep them in their natural shape. Uh, don't shove them in a bag or in a weird position. Spray cleaners are good ways to sanitize your brushes or clean out color if you want to switch looks in between um, a cleaning. Mm-hmm. I have a Sonia Kashuk daily brush cleaner that I'll use for like in between washes. I'll just spray it down and kind of rub it around on like a washcloth or something um, in between like my deep cleaning washes. Yeah, that's awesome. I keep the Ulta brand one in my pro kit. Um, you don't have to go too pricey on a brush cleaner like this unless you want to. Um, but how often you should wash is once a week. If you're a heavy makeup wearer, uh, once a month, if you kind of just dabble (laughs) here and there, (laughs) um, a lot of people would say they are doing that right now though, with, Mm -hmm. you know, all of the stuff going on. That's all I keep hearing from people is I never wear makeup anymore. Mm -hmm. Um, but then how to wash your brushes, never soak your brushes. Mm -hmm. The only thing connecting the ferrule to the brush head is some glue and soaking your brushes breaks down this glue much 
quicker. Oh my God, a fairy loses its wings every time I see a professional account. <laughs> Starts a brush washing video with an image of brushes soaking. I am looking at you, Huda Beauty. I <laughs> ugh, makes me so mad. But um, yeah, Dal dish soap is surprisingly the best thing you can use for your brushes. It's so gentle, antibacterial, and it really gets everything out. I always like to use the example of it was good enough for the little duckies getting oil out of their feathers. So it's gentle and good enough for your makeup brushes. Um, um, it's really funny because I had texted you many years ago asking you what you use to clean your brushes. And you literally told me this exact thing. You were like, you said, it's so Dawn just soap. And you were yeah. like, Dawn just soap because that's what they use on little baby ducks. So it's good enough for my makeup brushes, which is hilarious. You're right. I always say dial. Why do I do that? Okay. Yeah, but it's Dawn. <laughs> Okay, so the next big thing is um, those little silicone pads or mitts that have raised texture are really good for rubbing the brushes against to get excess product out. Um, if you want to go luxury, you can go to your favorite soap company and buy like a goat milk soap. Cyan Roselli makes a tiger eye soap and it really upped my brush cleaning game when I, I switched over to that before wedding season got super busy and I kind of had the time to mm -hmm. mess with my brushes a little more, but now I'm in full panic mode trying to get my brushes clean so they can dry before the next thing so i use the beauty blender brand um and it's called the beauty the blender cleanser solid um so again it's like a soap like this um it's a round solid soap i think it's meant for their beauty blenders but it says you can use it on the brushes too i did not pay for this because i think it's i I don't want to give money to Beauty Blender, but I got it free <laughs> with a Sephora purchase one time and it's been great. And I do the um, kind of the same thing that you were showing where I kind of run it over the soap a few times. And then I have like one of those small little mitts that I um, yeah. like a textured rubber mitt. You can get them off Amazon or wherever. I think I picked one up at TJ Maxx again. I, I will preach against like not buying product at TJ Maxx mm -hmm. too much, but like there's some of their little beauty tools section. I love that stuff. And that's the thing, like you're saying, like a company will probably charge you way too much for this mitt, mm -hmm. you know, Absolutely. and if you can just get it for like $7.99 at TJ Maxx, you're good. You're good. Definitely. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so moral of the story is if you just um, use your brushes on yourself and you take care of them by cleaning them and storing them properly, they'll last you a long time. Amen. Awesome. So um, some of our favorite brushes, um, Lauren posted a couple Real Techniques face brushes. Um, one of them is the, um, that I want to personally shout out, is the number 200 Expert Face Brush, which they say is for foundation, but I actually use this for concealer. Um, <laughs> I know they have a concealer brush, but I don't use it for that. Um, yeah. And then um, because I kind of, these days with not wearing a lot of makeup and not wearing foundation, I'll kind of take whatever's left on that brush and just kind of like brush it over my forehead and across the bridge of my nose um, and that's about all the base coverage I do on a daily basis um, so really big fan of that one and then the other one I want to talk about which you had posted in your video was the elf flawless face brush for yes. powder or bronzer it's just this big fluffy brush um, I like it for bronzer because I find if I use kind of a fluffier brush it keeps my bronzer from getting too harsh and muddy um, amen thank mm -hmm. you for doing that yes you're welcome <laughs> yeah <laughs> um, it but... hurts me sometimes when I see like people just put like little small lines like mm -hmm. I see the lines yeah 
Bruh, ow. Yeah. <laughs> and and I'll tell you also, if you are struggling with the way your makeup's looking and you've invested in these brushes and you're still having trouble, keep in mind where you're holding the brush too. I think that makes kind of a big difference. If you're holding it really close to the edge where the bristles are, you're probably putting too much pressure. Um, mm-hmm. And try holding towards like the end of the handle and a, a lighter pressure. And that kind of helps with blending as well. Yeah, I think another great call with brushes is don't always read the name of the brush. I don't shop that way because half the time, like, you can use a brush for just any purpose whatsoever. Mm -hmm. Um, The Real Techniques setting brush in 402, Mm -hmm. I call that the everything brush. Like, you could do a full face with that brush. You could put your concealer on with it. You could, like, dab, like, you know, a coat of eyeshadow. That sounds so bad, a coat of eyeshadow. But, you know, (laughs) just one quick... One quick dip in the powder, one little splash over the lid, (laughs) and then you can get your blush on with it. It's amazing. And so don't get caught up in what the name of the brush is and what the brush says that it's used for. Just get creative. Yeah. Perfect example of this is um, the e.l.f. Blurring Foundation Brush is actually what I use for cream blush. Um, it's, it's kind of dual fiber and it's a little bit smaller and I find I can kind of like dab the cream blush on the back of my hand till I get like the color I like, and then I can kind of work it into the skin. So even though it's for foundation, I use it for cream blush. Yes. And then sometimes with brushes too, they get a little excessive and they literally make a brush for everything. Um, but in the video that I posted of me using the three elf brushes, you'll see that the the flawless face brush mm-hmm. I grabbed it in the middle of the brush and it created like a flat brush that had you know a lot of texture to the bristles and that's what I used to do my um, contour mm-hmm. so you can use your brush for multiple purposes and a good way to do that is to kind of like pinch the brush and then you can use it for something different and it's also a lot firmer on the face I will do this with eyeshadow brushes when I want yep. to do a little eyeshadow on my lower lash line Um, Because I find pencil brushes, they just don't work for me the way I guess they work for other people. But if I pinch kind of a fluffy eyeshadow brush, and then I can kind of run along my lower lash line. And um, that's helped me a lot too. Yeah. And also like the the, those kind of brushes you're talking about, um, they can be a little aggressive when mm-hmm. putting the color mm-hmm. under the eye. And bef- when we first started talking about this episode, we were actually going to talk about some brushes that we hated, <laughs> but we were talking about Morphe. Mm-hmm. And I definitely went through a period where I bought a bunch of Morphe brushes for under the eye. And I was like, oh my God, these are going to hurt somebody. <laughs> They're so scratchy. They're so scratchy. Why are you so scratchy, Morphe? I didn't buy Morphe brushes till they came into Ulta. And I was like, all right, let's try this. So I bought two. And they are the scratchiest brushes. The first time I washed them, they completely lost their shape. I'm like, what is – how are you in business, Morphe? How are you in business? This is awful. This is a scam. They're like multi-level marketing. Like, I do not believe – I am so shocked they're still in business. Like, I'm – Oh, yeah. And if you want more good tea on Morphe, so they're like really hated in the makeup artist community because how they got their start was they hired professional makeup artists to go to your normal trade shows, you know, have a booth and like sell Morphe and, you know, spread the Morphe love. And then they decided to go this influencer route. So they just like canned everybody like, you know, like just took jobs from people, didn't try to hire anybody back and then just put all their money into, you know, influencer stuff and shitty products. Great. Well, I'm glad I don't feel bad about just bashing them just now because they sound no, like terrible people. No, I never people. feel bad. Yeah. <laughs> never apologize. <laughs> no, don't. <laughs> it's awesome. Well, do you have anything else you want to say about brushes? 
No, I think I'm all done. Yeah, me too. Um, this was really fun. So um, thanks for everybody for listening. Uh, let us know your favorite brushes or if you have like a must-have elf or real technique or any type of brush that you love, let us know. Tag us. We love to know your stuff, guys. We're nosy and we want other people to talk to uh, about this stuff with. Um, oh, also, sure. if you're at this point in the episode and you're listening on iTunes, do me a favor and give us a little five stars, a little five star, maybe a little review. Say you love the beauty guides. It really helps us out Um, finds... It helps other people find our episodes and our podcasts. And, you know, we want to just talk to everybody about this stuff, even if they don't want to hear it. (laughs) So true. (laughs) All right. Thanks, guys. We'll talk to you next week.